Okay, I'm going to get us going. Party Board of Commissioners, and we'll start with approval of the meeting minutes from September 19th, 2023. Is there anyone who wishes to make any changes or corrections? I don't see any. Is I'll move, move the minutes. Thank you. I have a motion. Second. Second. Uh, is there any public comment? Thank you, and there's none in the chamber, so we'll go now. Uh, we had motion Rodoni, second by Rice. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Board of Commissioners matters. Not seeing any other than great-looking newsletter. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So uh, we'll turn it over to our general manager, executive director. Excuse me. Hi, Kimberly. Good afternoon, commissioners. I wanted to start today just to let you all know that Commissioner Hall and Commissioner Canson and I all were able to attend a national NARO conference. It's the National Association of Housing and Redevelopment Organizations, and it was a national meeting in um, back in, in New Orleans. And we were able to tour some public housing there and see some, some properties. We were also able to learn a lot there's a lot of changes at the at the regulatory level of hud and a lot of changes coming down the pipe to to housing authorities so it was a really great training and um, opportunity to network with our fellow housing authorities or housers across the country so um, i want to just let you know that that happened um, and then i was wanted to just give an update um, on the housing choice voucher program Commissioner Lucan, you had requested that we try to reach out to our former landlords uh, on the Section 8 Housing Choice Voucher Program. So we are sending out some uh, a postcard to all of our former landlord partners, letting them know we miss them, we'd love to have them back, and um, we'd love to have a, a new partnership with them again. And that will go out by the first week of, of November. And I also wanted to let you know the staff is analyzing the, uh, uh, the idea of utilizing small area fair market rents, which would, what, what these are uh, calculated by HUD using zip codes in a county. And we have 41 zip codes in Marin County, nine of which could be adjusted up. So we're trying to analyze um, if that's something the housing authority should take advantage of. And um, I, I really want to give a shout out to the Main Street moms, and I believe Mary Morgan had um, organized a, a um, book reading of the Rothstein's daughter, the, um, I'm forgetting her name at the moment, but um, that was one of the ideas that came up as, an, as a way of creating some more opportunities for housing across the county. So we are gonna analyze that, and we'll get back to you if we think that's something that we can do. And, bring it back to the board at a different time. Um, also, I wanted to, our public housing update, I just wanted to give you a few highlights as you do have this great newsletter, which will give you a, a lot of information, but just I wanted to let you know that since July, the staff has moved in over 19 new families into Golden Gate Village. Out of those families, seven of them were um, utilized the bring families home um, or bring families back preference. And uh, that was asked of us last, last month, so I wanted to make sure that I reported that back. Um, and staff has six more families that are scheduled to be moved in this month. So we are really um, moving a lot of families in. Uh, the staff has been calling residents about past due balances and referring them to rental assistance programs and offering rental, assistant, uh, rental repayment agreements. And that we've been doing that for the last few months. 
And we currently have 28 families that have signed up for some repayment agreements, 25 that are applying for rental assistance. And then starting in November, we are going to be phasing in um, some 30-day notices to pay or quit, still trying to work with our residents to um, get on repayment agreements and get assistance. But HUD has really told us we aren't this, these dollars are not uh, forgivable, so we are needing to work with our families and, and continue to work with our families to get these funds. So I just wanted to highlight that is happening, beginning to phase in um, November 1st. We are also going to be doing unit inspections for all 100% uh, for all of our public housing units. So all 500 units will be inspected. So we, as the landlord, will get in every single unit starting November 6th, going through November 9th. So it's a four-day window that we will work with a outside inspector, utilizing these new HUD inspection. Um, standards that have been put in place. The focus of those standards, so, so you know, are really looking at the interior of the units where people live versus the outside. So their focuses and the points and the way will be analyzed. So we are looking forward to doing that and getting in each of our units so we know, um, so we make sure we are addressing what needs to be addressed. The, in our planned capital improvements, I just want to let you know the flooring project that we are we it has started as of today in Kruger Pines in Mill Valley for our 58 unit senior disabled property and that there's been some um, carpet that was being removed and now it's going to be put in some linoleum um, that looks like a hardwood floor so I think it's going to be it's going to really give the property an, a nice facelift and the staff is working with our county fire inspector in Golden Gate Village regarding fire extinguishers. We um, are going to be putting fire extinguishers on the outside of all of the exterior high-rise buildings and the low-rises. Working with our 106 process, but that is something that the fire inspectors are requiring that we do. Um, then with our revitalization update, I just want to let you know the evaluation committee met last week with the, it's a nine-person uh, committee that met with the development teams and interviewed them in Golden Gate Village um, last Thursday and Friday. And the evaluation committee anticipates a meeting again later this month and then providing us with a recommendation. So I'm, I'm excited to say that's moving forward and I, I feel like that's been a good process and I think the evaluation committee's um, enjoying it and coming up with some good ideas. And I, and I also have included the revitalization report, the monthly report, in your board letter, too, for further information on that. And lastly, I just want to give you an update on the uh, Golden Gate Village Resident Empowerment Fund. Uh, we put out an application last month to all of the Golden Gate Village residents to, to um, see if, who would be interested in sitting on, <coughs> on, this, um, this re the, on the Resident Empowerment Fund Committee. And uh, we, had, we had quite a few applicants, and I had a, a, a great selection panel made up of some Marin community members, the Golden Gate Village Resident Council, some uh, a Marin housing staff, the Golden Gate Village strategy team, and the Main Street moms sat on. We had a, a, a committee of seven folks who selected seven residents to sit on this empowerment fund committee that will help us um, really make decisions on service dollars that will come into Golden Gate Village in the next year. So real excited about getting that going as well. And our first meeting for that is going to be Wednesday night at 5 o'clock. So that ends my report.
A very full report. Welcome, Commissioner Canson. Questions, comments? I got a question. Um, so I want to congratulate you um, on doing the uh, rental, catching up with their rental subsidies and everything. I want to congratulate. I think you're doing a great job on trying to get everybody to get their past due rent. Um, I had a couple questions. Are some of those people possibly FSS uh, participants? They, they shouldn't be because if you're on the FSS program, you wouldn't be able to collect your escrow if you oh. have back rent. Okay, so I was just thinking of a way. And then do you have any employees or maybe future employees that maybe could be down at the 100 lot maybe and, and sign people up for rental? Yes, uh, C Commissioner Kansen. We, uh, we do have two part-time resident service coordinators and then Community Action Marin has come in. as well. They're there twice a month to help sign up folks for repayment agreements. Yeah, because I know, because we just came back from the NARO conference, and so I want to say that with the REACT inspections and the INSPIRE and, and the things that HUD is saying that we all learned when we were at that conference, it is very serious, and, and I don't want people to think that we're um, maybe taking advantage of them or doing things that are outside of HUD guidelines. They were very strict guidelines that we learned about at this conference, and so I think that you're doing everything you can to get everybody back on point, and so I congratulate you on that. Thank you. Yes, I, I uh, first of all, I want to thank you for traveling across country with us. We had a, uh, it was an educational trip, but I just want to back up what you said about post-era rent collections, and I was able to talk to one of the panelists that was uh, giving out the information on HUD's position. And you're absolutely correct. They've taken a real hard line there. And so uh, I was trying to get some ideas of what various organizations are doing around the country, housing authorities, and they're faced with, the, with uh, you know, saying that at most, at least violations because people refuse to pay but trying to figure out a way how they can help people stay in their houses short of eviction, but acknowledging that there probably would be some evictions. And I've been talking to a few commissioners, you know, since we got back. So trying to figure out what we can do, you know, just trying to get figure out a strategy. But HUD just, they just absolutely want that, their payback. There's no forgiveness, as you said. So. People may say, oh, you're doing this, but no, that's verified. HUD wants to pay back. So. I also want to mention we, we have reached out to legal aid, and we want to make sure we're partnering, and we want to offer people all kinds of um, ways of making sure we can let them stay. We definitely want to make ha have people not become be evicted or let leave the property, but we, we are under a mandate from HUD as well. I'll, we'll take public comment now on the executive director. No one here in the chambers? Anybody online? Representative Melinda Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay. And thank you very much for that report. And we'll move to our next agenda item. Uh, and, uh, Kimberly, I'll let you tee that up. 
Okay, thank you. This is regarding a termination of a contract with the County of Marin for the residential rehab loan program. This program is something the Housing Authority has had for 40 years, and um, for various reasons, we're terminating it back to, to the county. And I'm gonna let Jeff Kelly, our program manager from, for our housing home ownership program, give more detail. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Um, I'm Jeff, homeownership program manager at Marin Housing, and it's always a pleasure to be here to see you guys. Um, so yeah, this, this action's unique, so you probably won't see anything like this from Marin Housing again. Um, the board materials and the contracts were drafted by both county, um, county council and council at Goldfarb, so I'm gonna do my best here to simplify the legalese and the contents of this action item for you all today. Um, so as Kimberly said, this is a program that uh, Marin Housing administered for um, over 40 years as a contractor for the county. Um, over that 40 year history, the home ownership department originated loans to help, homo um, help low income homeowners with things like accessibility modifications, health and safety concerns, um, code violations. Uh, currently, we service a portfolio of about 150 of these deferred loans, which are secured against um, either real property or mobile homes. Um, the vast majority of the borrowers um, consist of extremely low to low-income seniors that are on fixed income, and they had deferred maintenance in one way or another. Um, families um, with disabled family members that needed accessibility modifications widowers coping with the loss of spousal or familiar income, survivors of traumatic circumstances, so on. Um, the loans have very low simple interest rates, three to 5% at most, and they're totally deferred, which um, means the owner occupants are not required to make any payments, so just as long as they're living in the unit. Um, this makes them relatively easy to service. Um, the only time we actually are called to do something is if they decide to sell or transfer title in any way. That's when the loan, like any conventional loan, um, comes due and payable, and then we just collect payment and reconvey the property back to the owner and release our lien. Um, so that's a little bit of the background. Um, why is this transfer happening? So in early spring of 2022 last year, um, the homeownership department lost much of its legacy staff that really had that deep institutional knowledge on how to originate CBDG loans and, and administer this program and grant. Um, and also in that gap between losing that leg legacy staff and restaffing the department, which happened more in late summer, um, we were also awarded a $2.4 million grant from CalHome from the state for a very similar purpose for residential rehab. Um, so. During that time, the county and Marin Housing um, mutually agreed that it's in the best interest of the public to shop around for another administrator that has that technical knowledge on how to administer a CBDG program. Um, and, and that MHA would then at that point just focus on this CalHome grant and, and focus on onboarding that and originating loans through that program. So by late summer of 22, the, the county was able to identify that Habitat for Humanity, Greater San Francisco. Um, they they possessed the staff and um, technical knowledge to administer CBDG programs in a couple jurisdictions um, in the Bay Area. Um, and they have the capacity to disperse these funds and, and um, they also bring a variety of other programs that are gonna be a benefit to the community. Um, on the other hand, we've since um, restaffed the home ownership department, we've um, secured that CalHome funding, and we've started originating deferred loans for low-income families in the county. 
um, with our goal to disperse the full 2.4 million by 2025, summer of 2025. Um, so this, this board action is really to formally mark that transition um, and assign all these, these um, deferred loans back to the county and remit um, any CBDG funds that are used specifically for those purposes back to the county so that they can be um, passed on to Habitat so that they can begin originating loans, which they're now ready to do. Um, and then how is this transfer taking place? So in this packet, you'll see there's two contracts, uh, an assignment and assumption agreement, which is listed as attachment one in the packet online, and the, and the termination agreement. The, assign, the assignment and assumption agreements, a pretty straightforward contract where as part of this transfer, um, the assigner, which is Marin Housing in this case, is gonna transfer all of its rights and responsibilities under these loan contracts. And, and all, those, all the loan contracts we have um, listed in attachment number two, so that's a list of um, the loans and the properties. Um, so we're gonna assign those all back to the county. Um, and then the termination agreement formally marks that termination and transfer of the program itself, and it, it specifies roles and duties for each of the parties, Marin Housing and the county during this transition. And it's really just intended to ensure that the transition's as smooth as possible. Um, the contracts are both in a draft form because the finer details still need to be fine-tuned in the coming weeks, such as identifying a title company to facilitate some of those assignments, um, orchestrating the transfer of physical files, um, things like that. Having, um, having said that though, the, the contracts are mostly complete. Um, the, resol the resolution before you was drafted by legal counsel and it does contain language allowing for the contracts to quote, be approved as to form and substance by the housing authority's legal counsel, um, which just simply means that you're approving the general transfer of this program back to the county and allowing for some of that minutia, minutia in the contracts to be finalized and approved by legal counsel. Um, in other words, the, the changes aren't gonna alter the overall action being taken here today. It's just gonna allow for the, the contents of the contract to be fine-tuned so we can get better you know, figures and roles and activities defined in the transition plan and, and make sure everything's as smooth as possible. Um, so yeah, I'll pass it back to, back to you. So could you then just say, is the specific action you want us to approve the termination agreement and the resolution to terminate, is that correct? Yeah, yes, approve the resolution, which is terminating the agreement between the County of Marin and the Housing Authority and approving the assignment of all the loans back to the county as well. Thank you very much. Uh, so on NetNet, in terms of the community at large, the difference that the current holders or, or the current lendees um, will see is just that Habitat for Humanity will be managing their, their loan. And then going forward, Housing Authority, though, won't be involved with this book of business or loans through this program, but will be engaging in the same sort of activity through the new right. uh, funding that came through Calhoun and funds. additionally yeah. um, so there's to the community at large there's actually an expansion in capacity for these rehab loans exactly okay yeah. thank you 
All right, I don't think we have questions. So uh, yes, public comment. We'll go to public comment now. Brown Inverness. Um, let's see, um, in an effort to understand housing and especially low income housing and public housing, I don't understand uh, some of what you said. I understand the legacy issue you were talking about Bottom line is I don't understand if this advantages or disadvantages uh, people in housing. Does it only apply to homeowners, uh, not renters at all, not public housing at all? Um, I don't understand why the transfer in the first place, it says, to you, it's saying to the county of Marin and then Habitat to, for Humanity. So what department of the county is that? You know, it's Habitat for Humanity sounds great, but um, who in the county is overseeing that would be my question. Um, so not clear on why, um, how much was spent already and how, how was it spent. I saw the amount that's left um, and Basically, does this jeopardize further CDBG funds to um, the Housing Authority or to the county um, if you're by giving it up? Um, so basically, is this an advantage? Are there disadvantages? What are the advantages to the actual residents? Thank you, Chris. We'll see if there's anybody else online who wants to comment, and then we'll bring it back. Just a moment, Peters. There are no speakers in the queue. Okay. Uh, yeah. Really. And Jeff, would you like to respond to some of these questions? Yeah. Sure. So, um, so ultimately, CBDG funds all run through the federal grants division through the county. So, the 40 years ago, they hired Marin Housing to administer this program. Um, you know, I, I'm not a CBDG expert myself. There's multiple different pots of funds through CBDG too. This is a specific subset that's for low-income homeowners to help, you know, like seniors that have deferred maintenance, um, you know, what things of that nature. Um, it doesn't disadvantage anybody whatsoever. Nothing's, the program's not changing or leaving. It's just, um, you know, when we had that, that reduction in capacity within the department and that loss of that technical expertise. Um, and then at the same time, we're bringing in a whole new program that would allow for an expansion. Um, you know, instead of having new staff learn two different programs at the same time, um, it would be in the best interest of the public to bring in, you know, another contractor that knows how to run this program, has that capacity to disperse these funds, and then I could, you know, the Marin Housing could focus, the new staff could focus on the other pot of funds that's used for a similar purpose, and we'll be coordinating. Um, but essentially, we're going to have twice as many opportunities for these loans within the county after this um, action's taken. Great. Um, Thank you, that. Jeff. And I want to invite Molly Crone, who works for community CDA in our federal grants division uh, and manages CBDG funds. Yes, thank you all for allowing me to speak. So this transfer, um, as you can imagine, has been very complicated, unraveling 40 years of partnership. Um, and um, I think Jeff really 
painted the the thumbnail of, of what this is going to eventually look like for the community, it's an increase in capacity and it's an increase in expertise. Um, the Community Development Block Grant Program is administered and managed by the Community Development Agency. And last year we issued a request for proposal to administer this revolving loan program. Um, and it is specifically for homeowners, it's not for renters. Um, and so that is uh, uh, just a clarification of one of the questions that was posed. Um, and it's specifically for low-income homeowners. And um, the Habitat for Humanity was, was selected as the provider of the revolving loan rehabilitation program moving forward. Um, and partially because of their expertise in working in other jurisdictions um, and also their in-house um, construction capacity um, that they, they hold within. So it's easier for low-income homeowners to get work done because they don't have to go out and identify the contractors. Um, Additionally, community development block grant funds are incredibly difficult to administer. There is a lot of regulation that goes into how a project can be done. Um, and our hope is that the partnership with Marin Housing moving forward will be able to leverage the Cal grant funds, which do not have the same level of restrictions, um, so that we can partner to increase our impact and do more creative technically difficult projects with Cal Home um, and, and um, utilize that partnership to be able to advance um, how we're addressing rehabilitation for low-income homeowners across the county. I have a question. Molly, before you go, maybe you could answer who will, do, who will be overseeing the program. Thank you. Um, the Community Development Agency, I manage the federal grants program um, for the Community Development Agency. So myself, along with Lily Thomas, the Deputy Director for Housing and Federal Grants, and then um, a number of other um, staff members within our division. Sure. Yeah. So um, for low income, so this applies for BMR holders as well? Or will that be separate? Um, there, so uh, low income homeowners, they could also own a BMR um, if this is uh, something that they need if they're looking for rehab. This is a program that they could apply for. But the Housing Authority is still managing the below market rate home ownership program. Okay. So and it's separate in that, in that way. But yes, BMR homeowners can take advantage of this, um, these funds. And so if somebody's a low income and, and they have a BMR, they would go through you first and then Habitat for Humanity? No, it, now they would go to Habitat for Humanity for any kind of a, a low-income loan to, to do any kind of rehab to their houses, to their homes. Okay, but you would, over, but you would keep track of it or? We, we, we do just double check that like they're not getting, you know, a, a loan, like we just make sure that the financing that they do get on their property isn't like negatively amortizing. Right. Uh, these these are really generous low interest loans that are totally deferred, so they're not going to put any homeowner any of our BMR owners at risk of losing their home um, due to lack of payment. So um, we would have no issue with a BMR owner that was needing work done and and utilize these funds. We would we would absolutely approve it. Because you guys are still monitoring, you said you guys are still do the Cal home stuff. So, for instance, if somebody moves out of their BMR, would you go to Habitat for Humanity to get loans to rehab that BMR, or would you use the Cal home? Um, 
we wouldn't use so if the homeowner so it's it's for owner occupants so it would okay. be for the homeowner oh, um, okay. we we use separate funds for if we take um, if we acquire property and do the rehab and then resell it that we have a separate um, line of credit that we use for those funds this would be if if a homeowner had a plumbing issue and they continue they want to continue living in the home we we would be able to use something like this okay okay thank you I have a follow-up question building on Commissioner Tanson's question. So who, who do homeowners contact to uh, take advantage of the CVDG loan program and then for the Cal Home, and how do they know? Um, well, Cal Home, they, they reach out to us. Um, my, my team at the Homeownership Department, Marin Housing, um, those are some of the finer details for um, that are going to be worked out, like giving notice to the the existing borrowers about you know here's a new number to contact and here here are new folks. Um, again, they're not making any payments or anything of that nature, so this really usually is handled through title. So the title company will reach out and they usually you know pull title report. We'll see the the contract recorded on the property and reach out to the beneficiary. So that's going to be listed as a county. Um, but again, yeah. So if they're looking to um, contact folks going forward we're, we're those are some of those m finer details that we want to work out in the coming weeks about um, providing notice not only to the existing borrowers but also future borrowers and and you know of course we plan on um, working closely with Molly's team and habitat to make sure we're, we're coordinating and maximizing these funds um, when folks do look for a rehab loan we can make sure they're you know working with the right right folks okay can, right. I, can I just add one quick thing? So the, the Cal Home also, what's a little different about that is some of those are going to be to create ADUs. And so those funds, one of the focuses and Jeff's expertise is, you know, really working to create some, some ADUs. There's a lot mm -hmm. of new uh, state bills that just got adopted by um, Governor Newsom that will even make ADUs easier. So we're really hoping that we can really focus a lot of our attention in creating some new ADUs with this Cal Home dollars. Sorry, yeah, accessory dwelling units. So they're small units. Okay, thank you for the additional information. I'm going to ask now if someone would. I will move approval of the resolution and approval to reassign the loans. Okay, I have a motion by Rice, a second by Tanson. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Thank you very much, both of you. Now we'll move on to our next and last item before public expression, and that is our, oh, I'll be. <laughs> That's Jeff's show today. Um, this, is a, this is to exercise an option to purchase a, a BMR to do the rehab so that we can resell it to a, a low-income homeowner. And if, Jeff, do you want to? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we I think we're getting experienced at this. Um, as as the pandemic is further behind us, I think there's a lot more activity happening. Um, this is an, a, another issue which we're seeing where um, the owner bought the the original or originally bought the home back in 2004. Um, you know, now it's about 20 years later. She's now well into her senior years, and we we spoke to her and. Um, essentially, you know, she's struggling to keep up with the rising HOA dues and special assessments that are coming up because some of these units, some of these developments are a little bit older. This is in um, Larkspur in the Larkspur, Larkspur Isle complex. And um, so in short, she's, she's going to move closer to family, specifically a sister, and she, she's ready to sell. So um, 
we're, we're working on accelerating our turnover of these. So we've already ordered inspections and, and the, the, this particular property is in, in pretty good shape. Um, so we're hoping that, um, you know, to, to turn this unit over very, very quick with just minor updates. And Uh, call for public comment on this item. Is there anyone in the chambers? Not looking like it. We'll go online. Trustee Mullenfeeder, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay. You'll move the resolution? Thank you. Favored? Aye. Aye. Thank you. That passed. Today's agenda. Are there any speakers, Chris? <laughs> no? Okay. Any uh, speakers online? Trustee Mullen Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay. We'll close that public time and we'll now move into closed session. So I will give you the, yeah. I have, um, I have a 